Ketubot Tav Samach Gimel. The last thing we were discussing was how Rabbi Akiva was a shepherd and uh, Kalbasavua's daughter saw that he was fit to learn Torah and they were mitkadesh in private and she sent him to go learn Torah for 12 years and when her father heard about that he vowed that she cannot enjoy, uh, enjoy anything from his assets. He came back after 12 years and an elderly man was telling his wife, you know, how long are you going to live like an almana? And she said, I don't care if he lives for another 12 years. And he said, okay, then I have permission. I'm going back for another 12 years. And he said, and he learned for another 12 years. And with that, we're starting Samach Gimel Amud Aleph. Four lines in, in the middle of the line, where it says, Ki Ata. When he finally came back home, Aite Ba'adeh, Asrin Ve'arba'ah, Al-Fet He came back with 24,000 students. Shem'adebi, too, his wife heard it. Avakar Avkat Le'apesh, she was running towards him. Amrula Shivivata, the neighbor said, She'ili Mane Levosh Vikasai. You should, uh, you know, borrow some nice clothing with the rabbi. Amrula Le'u, his wife said, I don't have to. Yodeh Al-Sadiq Nefesh Be'emto. Uh, the tzaddik knows the nefesh of his animal, meaning he knows that I'm poor, I have nothing with me, I have nothing uh, beautiful to wear. So, when she finally got them, she fell on her face, she was kissing his feet. So the servants of Rabbi Akiva were pushing her away. Really, whatever belongs to me and whatever belongs to you belongs to her. She's the one who sent me to go learn Torah. Shama'av, her father heard, Let me go to him, maybe he'll annul my vow. So, so Kalbasawa came to the rabbi, he didn't know it was his son-in-law, and he, and he asked him, can you annul my vow? Did you vow that if your son-in-law was going to be a big Tamid Hacham, would you have the vow that your daughter can't uh, benefit from these assets? Amalek, Abbasabah told him, Afilu perek if the guy knew one perek, Afilu for one halacha, I wouldn't have vowed. Amalek, Rabbi Akiva told him, Anau, I'm your son-in-law. So he also fell on his face and kissed his feet. And he gave him half of his assets. And the, the famous Tosfot of here, first of all, you can't ask that type of question when you're annulling vows. You can't um, say, oh, uh, would, you have, uh, would you have made this vow if you knew that something was going to happen in the future? So how could this Hatarat Medarim work? And Tosfot famously answers that a person who's going to learn Torah is already considered an Adam Gadol. Even though he's not an Adam Gadol yet, but the minute he picked up and left and went to Ben Midrash, he's already an Adam Gadol. You have to consider him already Adam Gadol. And the Gemara tells us another story. The daughter of Rabbi Akiva, she did the same thing with Ben Azai. She got engaged to him and sent him to go learn Torah. This is exactly what people say. A sheep goes after one sheep. Remember, the wife of Rabbi Akiva is called Rahel. Whatever the mother does, that's exactly what the daughter did. Now, by the way, there's a lot of Gemara that say Ben Azai didn't get married, and we know this is a Halachan Shul Hanaruch, not everyone could be Ben Azai, even as I never got married, but we do see that he did uh, do a Kiddushin. Rav Yosef Bered Rava, Rav Yosef, the son of Rava, Shadrei Abu Ile Berav, the Kamid Rav Yosef. His father sent him to go learn Torah in front of Rav Yosef. Paskul Shit Shene. So they told him six years and you come back. Yava Telach and after three years, Matam Ale Yome de Kippur, Arivim Kippur came, Amar, Ezil Vahazinu Lein Shebeti, let me go back home. Shama Avuhi, his father Rava heard this, that he's coming before the the time that they said, Shakal Manav and Afekla Ape. He uh, brought, uh, he took out uh, a weapon, he took out, let's say, a sword, and he went at him. Amar le, 
Rabbah told him, Zonatcha Nizkata, you remembered about your Zona? And some are Gorez Zugatcha Nizkata, do you remember about your mate, your couple? So either way, what are you rushing to go do Tashmish? Ikadamre Amale Yohanatcha Nizkata, and some say, you remembered your dove? Itrud, both of them got in the big fight, Lo Morif Sik, Velo Morif Sik. In the meantime, over this fight, neither of them ate uh, the Saudat Mavseket before Yom Kippur. Next, Mishnah. Hamoret al-Bala, a woman who rebelled on her husband, and the Gemara will explain what that means. They subtract from her, whatever is owed to her from her Ketubah money, seven dinarim Shabbat, one per day. Uh, some say it's connected to seven melachot that uh, she's high after do. Rabbi Uda Omer Shiva Terapeikin, which uh, equals up to th- three halves of Zuz. That's one and a half Zuz, altogether that's three Maot Kesef. Ad Matayu Pohet, so how much does he subtract? Ad connect Kubata, until whatever, whatever Ketuba, when, so when he subtracted and subtracted, he got down to zero, then uh, give her a get, and that's it. Rabbi Yosei Omer, Le'olam Pohet Rolech, he continues taking away. Even from future uh, assets that she's supposed to get, uh, even if uh, she gets some sort of inheritance from somewhere else, she continues to take from, taking from that, and he doesn't have to give her a get. Same idea if a person rebels on his wife, right? They add on her ktuba three dinar a week. Three and the Gemara will explain why the difference. So now, number one, Moredit Mimai, what's the, what's, what is she rebelling on? Ravuna Amar Mitashmisha Mita, she doesn't want to be with him. Rabbi Yosibir Rabbi Hanina Amar Mimelacha, she doesn't want to work for him. And Tosfot explains, we don't force her to work because forcing someone to work doesn't get you anywhere because it's like living with the snake. Okay, you could force, force, force until something's going to blow up. So we can't force someone to, to work. And a fascinating Tosafot of here explains you the difference between Rav Huna and Rabbi Yosibar Hanina. According to Rav Huna, the reason he says Tashmish, because the woman can say, don't feed me and I'm not working. And therefore, he didn't want to say it has to do with uh, with work. Rather, he wanted to say it's Tashmish. On the other hand, Rabbi Yosibar Hanina said, Melacha, he holds She can't actually say those words. She can't say, I'm not working and don't feed me. And the, the Ran clarifies exactly what Tosfot saying. It means obviously she could say those words, just uh, she she cannot uh, she cannot uh, alleviate herself from the work that we mentioned in the Mishnah. She still has to sew, set up the bed, etc. So now the Gemara has a question: Tenan, v'chen hamored alishtof a person rebels against his wife. We may, we add things. We add three dinarim. I understand. According to the one who says tashmish lehayai, I totally understand it. That's why we're 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 penalizing him. Person says he's, uh, when we say rebelling means work. Does he have to work? Where, where does it say that? Where says in yes. The rebelling that we would be talking about is. A person says, I'm not working and I'm not feeding you. And the, the halakha is you have to feed her. That's what you signed up for in the ketubah. So when a person says, I'm not feeding her, that's called rebelling. And then we start penalizing him. But the Gemara asks, If a person says, I'm not feeding you and I'm not giving you a panasah, divorce her right away, give her a ketubah, and that's it. And on the other hand, over here in Armish, now we said that you add on the ketubah, but we don't force him to get divorced. 
So the Gemara answers, We love them, Luchay Bebaid, don't we have to ask him, listen, we got to try to do Shalom Bait over here, we try to calm the guy down, make him go back to work, bring money home, feed his wife. In the meantime, we got to add stuff to the Ketubah. Now that's the way Rashi brings it down. The Rashba and the Rosh, they explain a little bit different. They ask the wife, maybe she doesn't want to get divorced, maybe we could, do you want us to force this guy, or do you want us to work on Shalom Bait over here to fix this problem? And uh, that's what we're talking about. So we're we're enticing her for Shalom Bayit by adding to the Ketubah. Okay, the Gemara now asks again, Metive, we learned in the Breita, a woman who is rebelling against her husband, they subtract from her Ketubah, Ahat li arusa unsuav afilu nidav afilu cholav afilu shomerat yabam. doesn't make a difference if she's engaged, married, she's a nidah, she's sick, she's waiting to, to get a yibum. In all these cases, there's a din of Moredet, a rebelling woman. And the Gemara explains, According to the one who said we're talking about Melacha, I got it. But according to the one who says rebelling means Tashmish, Nidaba Tashmishi, how could you say Nida? There could be a Tashmish. So obviously, Moredet means from work. Amarlach. So the Gemara would answer, You can't compare someone who has bread in his basket. He's not as hungry as the person who doesn't have bread in his basket. Meaning, if his wife is in Nida, okay, next week she'll go to the Mikveh, not a big deal, I'll wait. But when she says, I'm not with him, I'm rebelling, so now the Yitzhak gets stronger. They ask, they say it differently. I, I understand according to the one who says Tashmish, now I understand why it says the, the, the sick lady can be moredet. And Tosfot clarifies, she's not that sick, she could still handle a little bit of Tashmish, but she can't do work. But according to the one who said rebelling from work, can a sick woman do work? Ela, you have to say, from Tashmish, everyone will agree that that's considered the rebelling. Where's the Mahlokat of Wunan of Yossi? If she says, I'm not working. If she says, I'm not going to work, that's not considered rebelling. If she refuses to do the Melachot that she's supposed to be doing, that's also considered rebelling. Gufa. We learned in the Mishnah Moret al Baala Pohatina Miktubata Shivadi Narim Shabbat. A woman who rebels on her husband, they take away from her Ktuba seven dinar a week. Rabiuda Omer Shiva Terapeikin. They take away seven Terapeikin per week. Rabotenu Hazruveniminu Hachamim. They went back on what they said that right away they take away from her Ktuba every a little bit every week. Venimnu and they got together and said Shiumachrizin Alea Arba Shabbatot Zoharzo that they have to announce in public that she's rebelling on her husband four weeks back to back. And they send the betin to her and, and they tell her, you should just know, even if your ktuba is a hundred mane, you lost it after four weeks. Meaning we're not waiting anymore. Doesn't make a difference if she's engaged, married, nida, hola, sick. Even if she's just a shomeret yabam, they all have the deen of a moredet. And after four weeks, I don't care what the whatever is left in the ktuba, that's it. You get you walk out with nothing. Amader Rabbi Chaya Bar Yosef Lishmuel. 
Why is it also by Nida? Nida, but Ashmishi, you can't be with a Nida anyways. So Amar Lesh, will explain, we can't compare someone who has bread in his basket to compare to someone who doesn't have bread in his basket. So, okay, you're right, she's Nida, okay, but after a week she could go to the Mikveh. But if she's not, if she's rebelling and she doesn't want to be with him, then it's, the Yitzhara is totally different. And Amara me Barhama en Machrezin Alea El Bebate Kenesiot U Bebate Midrashot. We only announce uh, that she's a Moredit only in Shuls and Bate Midrash. And Amara Ba Dekana Midekatanin, you could pay attention. What does it say? Arba Shabbatot Zoharzo. Sounds like on Shabbat, when everyone's together in the shul, in the Bet Midrash, and that's when you make the announcement. Those are the days that there's no melacha, everyone's there, you, and Shema Mina. And Amara Mebar Hama Pa'amayim Shulchina Lami Betin, we sent to her from Betin twice. A hot code Machaza, one before the announcement. Hey, we're going to maybe start announcements about you. V'ahat Le'acharachazan, one after the announcement. And Darash of Nahman Barav Hasda, Halacha Kirabotenu, the Halacha is like our rabbis in the Braita. That after four weeks she lost everything in her ktuba. It doesn't make a difference what's left. That's the way Rashi explains it. Uh, Tosfot says, "No, the halachas like our rabbis that one more warning after the the announcement. So there's announcement before the announcement. There's a warning before the announcements. Then there's the four announcements. Then there's one more announcement. Uh, the Tosfot says uh, the halachas like that. And Amarava, hi burcha. This psak halacha is no good." Rather, the halacha is seven dinar a week, and Amar there of the Haman Bar Yitzhak. My burchate, what's the problem over here? What's wrong? Anam mitani hale. I said halacha like a rabbi. So Mishemet degavra rabba mitani hale. I said it in the name of a great rabbi. Who I know who is that? Rabbi Yosi Bar Rabbi Hanina. The Gemara pushes off. Veu rabba who said it's not. It's a burcha. It's no good. Kemasa or who does he hold like? Kehade itmar rabba amar of sheshat. Like we just said, rabba in the name of sheshat halacha. That we we don't make her lose everything. Rather, nimlachin ba. We we try to do shalom bayit. We try to tell her, listen, don't be rebellious. Come back, do your thing. And therefore, it's only seven dinar a week. And Ravuna bar Yuda amar of sheshat halacha enimlachin ba. The halacha is, we don't uh, try to do the shalom bayit. We don't try to do it slowly. Rather, right away we start publicizing. Four weeks, like Rabotenu explained. We do give her one more warning. We ask her and we try to push as much shalom bayit as possible. Very interesting. So yeah, look at the Rishonim, Tosfot, Taran, the Ravad. What exactly do we ask her? Look at the Shulchan Aruch. It's a very fascinating halacha. What happens when uh, they're fighting and how do we try to calm things down? Okay. What exactly is the Moredet? If she's saying, She's saying, I want to stay married to him, but I want to make him suffer without Tashmish. But if she's saying, he's disgusting to me, I cannot be with him, then look, we're not going to force her to stay married to him, and we're not going to take away from her ktuba, rather, they can get divorced without a ktuba. We force her to stay married. And Hava'ovda, there was a story where the woman said, he's disgusting to me. Forced her to stay married. In the end, uh, they, uh, you know, they had shalom bayit, and Baruch Hashem, everyone was happy. V'nafak mineh, Rabbi Hanina, Misurah, and Rabbi Hanina from Surah was born from that marriage. And the Gemara says, Velohi, and it's not true. You can't prove anything from that story. Hatam si'ata d'shmayah. Over there, there was some sort of si'ata d'shmayah. Hashem helped out over there. But in general, if she says he's disgusting, you don't keep her married to him. 
Now, Tosfot brings a fascinating machloket. According to Rashi, it sounds like, okay, then you have to uh, force the husband to divorce her also. If she's not interested in staying, then uh, you force the husband, okay, she doesn't want to stay married, that's it. They get divorced. Don't give her to Baba, give her a get. Tosfot argues over here. He says, no, we're always worried that she's just going to say, he's disgusting to me. Why? Maybe she has her eyes on another man. And the only way to get out of this marriage is by saying he's disgusting to me. So therefore, we don't force the husband to give a divorce. On the other hand, there's a Rashbam, there's a Rambam, that we do force him to divorce her without giving her ketubah. And the machloket between them is, when when we say halakha is, we could force her, we could force her to give up her, her ketubah, we could force her to say, I, I'll accept the divorce, or is it, uh, or according to Rashbam Rambam, uh, do we uh, force him also? And this has been argued, what is halakha al-ma'aseh, do we force the husband to give a get? If she says, Ma'isalai, he's disgusting to me. This has been argued uh, a lot, especially in recent years. Do we say that today, as a society modernized, woman has a right to say, Ma'isalai, as she pleases? Or do we say that uh, someone's teaching her to say this, so this way, Batedinim can force her? Do we hold like the Rabbam? Do we not hold like the Rabbam? It, it, it's a lot. It's not the place or time. Very good to look into the halacha. Uh, you see how Batedinin uh, work uh, through divorce cases. Either way, let's continue. Kalate de Rav Zevid Imreda. Rav Zevid's daughter-in-law rebelled, and Havata Fisa she was holding on to one uh, piece of silk that came from her dowry. Yativa Memor Morzutra Veravashe. They sat on Zebetin to judge this. Veativ Rav Gamda Gabayu, and Rav Gamda was there. They said, they said, If a woman rebelled on her husband, she lost even the worn out clothing that are still there, meaning he could take everything from her. And because Rav Zevid is an Adam Hashuv, he's an important person. You're flattering up to him. You're trying to say the halakha is like him and take everything from this girl. Didn't we say that this was a question Rabbah had and he never had an answer? He stayed with the question. So if there's a safik, you got to leave whatever she's holding in her hands. Some say the story was a little bit different. That that if a woman rebelled, she doesn't lose the the the, the worn out clothing that's kayamin that that are still there. She gets to keep whatever she's wearing. And Amar Rav Gamdan, Rav Gamda said. Mishum de Rav Zevid Gavra Rabaus, because Rav Zevid is a big Tamid Hacham, he's a Dam Hashuv, and he's very humble, and you know he's not going to argue. You flipped the halacha against him, even because you know he's not going to argue with you. But the halacha is that you got, she really is supposed to take everything from this woman. Because this was a question Rava had if she gets to keep the worn out clothing that she's wearing or not. And he didn't have an answer. And out of Safek, don't let her keep it. And the Gemara ends off Now that we see that the halacha is not this way or that way, if she grabbed it, we don't take it away from her. If she didn't grab it, meaning it's still sitting at home, we don't give it there. We make her wait 12 months without getting a get from her husband. So if she says, my husband's disgusting to me, so we're going to make her wait 12 months to get a get, maybe she'll change her mind. 
these 12 months, let la she doesn't get any food from the husband, so she's really on her own over here, and we're testing her out to see how much she wants it, and if uh, after 12 months she still stands that okay, then we give her a get, and we'll stop right here, Baruch Hashem Amen, Amen.